Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right, welcome boys, Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We are Montgomery County's morning radio show. Good morning, everybody. It is March 28, 2018, 9-11 right now. 71 degrees outside. High today is going to be 68. Low is going to be 62. We got a 40% chance of rain if it's not already raining in your area right now. So we're going to be hanging out. We got a couple guests coming up uh, around 9.30 and 10.30. So that's uh, going to be a lot of fun. We'll be talking about that shortly. Skippy has joined me this morning. Good morning. It's good to see you, Good Skippy. to see you. Hey, Dick. There's a storm coming. Good. Uh, You're not playing by the rules, my friend. I, I, I think that's a stupid game. Uh, <laughs> You're supposed to say, I know. Okay. Well, coming up, I, I said, okay, let's talk about it. Coming up around uh, 9.30, we're going to have Simon Sakira. With uh, quad vests, we're going to talk about the water things that are going on around here. And uh, I know, how can we get it to be more affordable for everybody? Yeah, believe it or not, that is an issue. There are competing um, entities. You have the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation uh, District, Mm -hmm. um, which is a whole bunch of letters, L, S, G, C, D. And then you've got the San Jacinto River Authority, SJRA. Sometimes at cross-purposes. Um, then of course you have to deal with muds and ruds, uh, and muds and ruds, muds and ruds, and then just the simple fact that with the the growth of Montgomery County, hey, we'll talk about when they infrastructure. Come in. We'll talk so about when they come in. Okay. Okay. That's what we'll talk. I'm about. I'm excited about. It. I'm excited about water. And uh, we also have the folks from I Go Pink uh, coming in. We have Alex Josie. She's returning, and she's about to talk about the Newfield Grant and I Go Pink scholarship that they've been giving out to local people here. So we're gonna learn more about that around 10:15. So between that and now, it's going to be us talking. So uh, what has changed since yesterday for you? I know Kiss Me Kate's going. I know the Elephant Man's going next door at the Crichton uh-huh. Theater. And then I know uh, sh- things are gearing up for the fair. Uh, one thing I do want to let people know, there is an event happening in downtown area at the Spirit of Texas Bank at San Jacinto Day Celebration. Uh, they're going to be honoring Dr. Don Stockton, who, if you if you didn't know, is the superintendent of Conroe ISD, who's retiring or not retiring. I guess he's just like peacing out. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't really know exactly what it is. We maybe we should get him in and ask him. You know, he's leaving face. on a on a happy note. Oh, we'll, we'll, well phrase it like that. Unlike the Katie ISD, yeah, that's that kind of blowing up. Uh, that's going to be having April twentieth. So it's kind of far away from today. But uh, just mark your calendars. They're inviting you out over to the actual location of Spirit of Texas Bank. Uh, they're going to have a live music at the Spirit Plaza, Shay Dom Man, and then uh, they're going to give you an update on the Yellow Th- Rose Theater that they're building right over there between 45 and east side of Conroe, right there t- towards downtown. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, there you go. That's all I got. That's all I got for right now. <laughs> well, again, um, the big party over at Pacific Yard House. Uh, last evening, lots of people going down, and uh, you had Johnny and the Spin Stations playing 
What were they spinning, man? They were, were they spinning, spinning the tunes, man. People you know were what, spinning right round, baby. You know what I learned? What did you learn? I learned the game numbers about gambling last night. I was listening to a guy talk about the Cuban and Italian mob up in the Northeast about numbers. You ever heard of this? No. I've never heard of this. No. What is it? When people would play the number, and it was like a neighborhood thing, gambling-wise. They all bet a number. There are three numbers. Like four, eight, twelve. Yeah, any okay. three numbers. Because basically what it was was when the horse track closed, they would put in the newspaper how much money was gambled that day at the track. And the last three numbers of it were the numbers. So it became this like underground... Oh, three single digit. Okay, I got you. Like three, and six, so you, nine. Like your mom would bet the number, you know, ten dollars or whatever, and they take it. And these kids would run around town taking numbers to the to the main office. I figured, you know, that's the new community thing we might need to think about here. <laughs> I like that idea. Let's throw throw some bucks down on some random numbers. Why not? No, it's pretty <laughs> funny. It was it was an interesting thing because there's talking about the mob and about the Italian mob and the Cuban mob and how much people didn't like Castro and. It was just really funny. <laughs> yeah, speaking of mobs, um, we, you know, we were talking uh, once about the, uh, you know, the, like the horse track. I know that now the dog track down on the southeast side. That I think that finally closed down, didn't it? I believe I don't know. so. But the the horse track. I remember when they were I building. Know. It. I don't know. But uh, when the horse track was coming, uh, I remember everyone was just convinced. Well, not everyone, but there there were those out there who was, oh, we're going to turn Houston to a mob town. And uh, unfortunately, unless it's a, unfortunately it's a sex trafficking town, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. The the mob stuff gets our mind off. The paramutual betting gets our mind off the sex trafficking. But no, there's no significant mob presence as far as I can determine. Uh, but have you noticed that the the horse track is home to a heck of a lot more concerts? Well, they have the than, venue. Yeah, so they, they, gotta, they do. I want is that nonprofit? They, can I just write all that stuff off? That is a good question. Because it is, they had to get county approval. So I think it's like right up there along with a, 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 a sports stadium. If it's a sporting venue. I don't, but I don't think it's private. But we do have, uh, you know, locally, if you can't schlep out to the, the, the horse track for some concerts. Uh, we've got Buck Yeager at the Red Brick Tavern. Uh, Nate Nelson. Uh, and also on the 30th, the Chubby Knuckle Choir. Do you have any idea, Dick, what the Chubby Knuckle Choir Oh, they're a great, uh, like, multi-piece band that does, any, like, lots of types of music. Really? And they get, they're very good live. I actually saw them over here on Simonton between uh, Red Brick and Corner Pub one time. I, I, may w- I want to go see them just for the name. I think the name's so. awesome. And then, of course, on Friday. So that's on Friday. Then you also have the Putnam County Spelling Bee. I will be there this Friday. Dick, why don't you uh, come along with me? We can I watch can't. the Spelling Bee. I have obligations to you, his, his, you, my fiance. You have things. Okay, we're supposed to go to the symphony, but you never know. Oh her. man! It, well, if you can't go, I'll, I'll be her date. I love so. the symphony. But also on Friday, check this out at Conroe Coffee, who of course is one of our sponsors. It'll be the Conroe Coffee Art Experience on the thirtieth, and I think that's cool. Okay. We should get like Leo or Jason in here to talk more about that. But you know, we are sponsored by Conroe Coffee, right up there with Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. And Centurion Wealth Advisors. Yes, we are. Yeah. So I, I, I had this kind of funny joke to myself the other day because I was looking at the mass exodus of Facebook. Mm-hmm. And now there are big companies are making it's like It's almost like the Me Too movement in the sense of companies are going, hey, let's do a PR move. Let's make an announcement that we're doing this. So I think it was like Tesla was the first one and Elon Musk, like all whatever Elon Musk had on Facebook, he deleted it. 
and then now Playboy deletes it. And what's funny to me, I was like, you know, Facebook isn't that bad if it's just the, the neighborhood, if that makes sense. Just the people who you people talk to, life, uh-huh. that you share with. Like, that's not a bad thing. If anything, it's these companies that make it bad because they interrupt my communication with my friends. <laughs> so, yes, please, if you're a large company who, like Playboy or something, not Lone Star Community Radio, of course. You don't want to delete that. but Because uh, we're your neighbor. Yeah, we technically we are. Um but yeah, so that that is that is something that I laughed about because I really hope that does come to fruition of all these people just leaving Facebook who flood it with just nonsense, and then it comes back. There is a culling of the herd going on, and, and uh, I'm not saying this is a death knell for for Facebook, but it's definitely a uh, um, a warning bell, a turning point that, yeah. that you know for someone smaller to come in. Well, like ask ask yourself this: I mean, how are you affected by it? Me personally, zero. Zero. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think too many friends have left. Uh, you know, the Playboy thing, it's funny because I, I had that exact same headline down. Uh, they're saying that Facebook does not share Playboy's values. Well, they're the moral backbone to this country. Well, that's the whole thing. It's, so it's, we all know the, that. They say Facebook is being sexually repressive as well as uh, abusing its privilege of, of uh, you know, information. Whatever. Playboy's known for its discretion, people. Of course. Playing brown You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We're going to take a quick sponsored break. And when we come back, we're going to be more with us. So stick around. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Welcome back, Maurice Lone Star. Speaking of rain, we're going to have a special guest coming in to talk about the water things going on around Montgomery County. We're going to have some folks from QuadVest. You can check them out at quadvest.com. That's like quadricep, but quad, and you know the four, and then vest.com. Maurice Lone Star brought to you by Centurion you, you Wealth Advisors. You keep your vest, and that's why they yeah, call of it. of course. That. Makes sense. Total. Centurion Wealth Advisors, Clean Soup Office Cleaning, and of course, Connor Coffee. We were talking about Facebook. And how it's constantly in the news now, and people are leaving it, and big companies are. And I say good riddance because Facebook was cool when I got on, and now it's not apparently. I don't actually, it works for me. I still don't see the problem. I know they were talking about data breaches and the in the information that is circulated on it, but one thing you have to learn with the computer, whatever you put into it, you have to kind of like the phone now. Well, that's the thing. Treat your life like if you're a mobster. They're always listening in. The phones are tapped, and they're going to find history of whatever you're trying to find. So if you're really good, you got to burn everything. Very sage advice, Dick. And here's the funny thing, not necessarily funny, ha-ha. People, there's this total meltdown about, uh, was, it Britannia, uh, was it Columbia Analytica? What's it whatever, called? one of those companies. Them. The, the data mining companies. First off, data mining is like as old as the hills. There's just a new way to do it. I always feel like, though, if you're a data miner, like you, you know a different language. Because I still understand, like, having everybody's age. 
because I get what you're saying about the passwords. Like you could kind of deduction reasoning, like figure it out. Mm -hmm. But you know, looking at it as like, say, I'm Coca-Cola. Why do I care about all this stuff? What? How can I use this information to be a powerful tool? And all it's used for at that point is to target marketing, which there's absolutely nothing illegal about yeah but that. facebook does it already like if you ever exactly. placed an ad like they're already doing that. that's my point this this whole blow up and brouhaha entities buy information because well, we get contacted here at the station going like hey would you like to know your demographic more and i was like you know i i that'd be really cool but without intruding on people like going door to door hey do you listen to lone star community radio are you a male are you a female are you either but and even that going door to door the person always has an option to say no. Nine times out of ten, when I get the calls for— Well, is that the same thing with the census upcry about adding, you know, if you're a, no, a citizen? No, and, and that, that's funny. That That's something that's all over the map. The, the, there are two census forms, the long form and the short form. Citizenship, Why would they have two different forms? The long form, it, it's like uh, sometimes you just need basic information and sometimes you need a substantial breakdown. So if, like, you're a new citizen, they give you the long form? Um, no, Where's uh, the data mining happening with this? What's going on? Well, that is to determine the, the primary purpose of the census is to figure out representation in Congress to have districts drawn. And the issue is like, for instance, California has five additional House seats because of the illegal immigrant population there because they're counted on the census. Uh, you know, they're, they're, well, they're not asked for you a citizen. Only citizens are to be represented, represented, and this is where the kerfluffle comes in. So to determine if you're a citizen, do you, you need to provide proof? Same thing with voter ID. Only citizens are allowed to vote. So does that follow that you must prove you're a citizen? Well, it made me think when I saw that, I go, you know, not all citizens are legal in a sense of like you're, you're visiting, you have a visa, you have all those kind of things. Because you would still check that, right? Just say that again now? Like it's not all citizens, like uh, all – People who don't have to check that or mm -hmm. like say they're not a citizen, that doesn't mean they're illegal. They're either yeah, you can a be a naturalized resident. You can be yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, someone comes over to England. Uh, Mel I was Gibson. just curious because I was like, man, that is kind of like Mel Gibson's not a citizen, but he's a, a legal resident alien because he's on a work fee. Well, we, we got to take a song break to get okay. ready for our guests coming in. We have, I believe, it's uh, we have John and Simon. And we're here to restore affordable water. It's a movement here, folks. It affects a lot of people. Actually, that's something that Holly and I looked at when we we're looking at moving up here together. Affordable water is. I was like, we got to be careful where we go, because, well, no, really, because she wants to rent, and some places require you to do lawn care, and that's like, oh, you got to water the yard, you got to do all stuff, and I'm like, well, who's paying for that water? Because I know like you're paying three times in certain areas. So, Good point, yeah. You know, I ain't rich. Dick's getting fiscal resp fiscally responsible. I've always like. been fiscally responsible. Said the radio station manager. Yes. Believe me. We'll be back. <laughs> Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 
1-800-926-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. He's still Dick. Last I checked the tag of my underwear, I'm still Skippy. It is 934 of is, a... Is that when you know you're in a weird dream? Is you look at the tag of your underwear and you can't read what it says? <laughs> and you're like, I must be dreaming. Because you check the tag every morning? It yeah. sounds like you do. You make that joke all the time. Yeah, well, the joke is I don't wear any, so... Oh, see, that's a joke I didn't need to know. Yeah, there you go. Before the visual sets in, we'll let you know that it is the 28th of March right now. Weather, the storm clouds are gathering. I won't make Dick say, I know. So we'll work on 7 degrees. It's going to get up at the 77, starting about 10 o'clock any moment now. 40% chance of rain going up to like 100%. Now, here's the thing. We refuse to say 0% chance because we can't commit to that. You know, it's always a 1% chance of rain. There's always that 1%. Should we say 100% or should we hedge our bets and say 99% chance of rain? I think we just say it already happened. Well, let's wait. Because, you know, at the uh, the Shakespeare Festival, they said it had 0% on, on the... And I was feeling the water drops on my scalp. And by the way, when you're bald, that's like the worst feeling in the universe. When your hair is no longer catching the, the water The worst drops. feeling in the universe. Yeah. One day you'll be... I feel like you'll it's be like a me, little Dick. bit below that. Nah, nah. It is right up there. But speaking of water, you know, Dick, we got a couple of special guests in the studio about water. We're going to talk water. But water you buy. Water you buy. Can you collect water, water here? Because I saw, like, I went to this place called Pie in the Sky on 2854, and they had a water collecting bin. Oh, like the the thing like at Bigley Jr.? Yeah, they have a really neat little backyard, not backyard, like side yard, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they had a water collecting bin. And I, for some reason, I thought that was illegal here. Well, no, it's illegal in California because everyone was doing it. And remember, California's a desert. The the whole— Is it? Well, yeah, pretty much. They, like, drained everything out. Didn't you watch Chinatown? That was a good movie. Yeah, right? Well, so there you go. Um, so they they have water issues there. If everybody collects water, it won't get into the water table and do water stuff for people. And I'm very glad that we've got experts. So it's in not here. illegal let's, here. Let's let's clarify. I don't that know. Before. Do I look at the do water? Special, do our special guest know? Is it illegal to collect water here? It, it is not illegal to collect right, water. Okay. Okay. So who's with us right now? <laughs> <laughs> Who are these strange voices? Okay, so we have Simon Cicada, who's the uh, president of Quadvest Water Utility, and then we've got John McClellan who's uh, our outreach representative for Restore Affordable Water. Morning, gentlemen. Good morning. morning. Thank you for having us. Uh, Do pleasure. people compare you all to, like, Nestle? You know, I don't think I've ever been compared to a cookie. <laughs> well, because I know that's a constant political thing where Nestle takes water from people all the time. And I know it's like a constant. He went cookie. I went with chocolate milk, so. <laughs> <laughs> now I get it, Nestle water. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, that's right. They do water too, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they always get, they're getting in trouble in other countries because they're buying up land and taking water. But luckily, we're on the other side of that issue. We're trying to provide affordable water for all See, the residents. That's what I like. So there you go. County. Good save there. Because yeah, right. I wasn't trying to say y'all are evil or anything. I'm like just that. now in the mood for chocolate milk. So we're going to move on. So re- restore affordable water. Why is our water not affordable right now? Well, great question. Um, look at our, your our water is not affordable because the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District has imposed some draconian rules on everyone in Montgomery County and that's a big word what's draconian draconian um dracos the 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 emperor it's bad it's like despot 
it, it, it's a my uh, way or the highway yeah there you go okay well they aren't a they are an appointed board and not an elected board so they really have their way with with what they do but the reason restore affordable water has been launched is because lone star will be an elected board for the first time in 18 years in november and so people in montgomery county finally have a say in the direction of their water now help me out here understanding that uh the difference between an elected board and i guess it's a internal board well appointed appointed what, versus what? The, so supreme court is appointed okay and like you're there for life because someone says ah you got the job got an the elected job. position is you have to earn the position you know people okay. have you have to earn so with that mentality how would this improve the, the the affordable water is it because that way it, it can kind of go up and down depending on who gets elected every year or i can just use that for my political flack like i'm going to bring the water down i think it's about accountability uh accountability for government when you have an appointed board um they don't have to answer directly to the voters and and so, you've seen our water bills double here in Montgomery. was County. the other board you couldn't be there forever you can okay you so that, appointed usually appointment for life Okay, so this makes sense then. All right, all right, I'm I'm following you now. That's pretty incredible that it wasn't like that. It, it's surprising. Um, it's very surprising, and and I think um, there wasn't one person goes, oh, this 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 couldn't be a problem. I think when uh, when uh, Senator Creighton and and Representative Metcalf um, looked into this last session, they decided that that was enough of that and passed a bill. Governor signed it uh, before the end of the session, so. We all got the feel that um, it, it, uh, it was it was frustrating them also. Now, this you probably might not know the answer to this. Why would it need to go to the Texas court? So it, it's important to note that the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District is a quasi-state body, as in our state legislator passed a state law that created this board. So they're the ones that for have— For this area. The, for this area, that is correct. And that's, that's, that's how it happens in these groundwater conservation districts all across the state. Uh, so they're the ones that have the over over authority and, and regulatory control, and so that's why we had to go to the state legislator to pass another bill that changed the board from being an appointed position now to an elected position for the first time ever. So on the November 6, 2018 ballot, the general election ballot, the voters of Montgomery County will finally have a say in who is serving them on this board. Okay. So we may have some, like some more debates and smackdowns and stuff like we had for the primaries, you know. Sounds good. I yeah, hope right. So. <laughs> now, Simon, I know this has been a cause for you for a while. Was was it like an uphill battle when you got to the right people? When you got to Messrs. Metcalf? Well, and, it just makes common sense, though. Like what you just explained well, to yeah, me. Well, yeah, but I figure that's all you had to say. This a couple is a political times. atmosphere, so you know, what, was it like an uphill battle? Did you? It it, um, it wasn't easy, mm -hmm. um, and and you're right. It does make common sense, but sometimes uh, good policy is bad politics. Uh, you might remember that Lone Star was created in 2001. It was exempt from conflicts of interest laws. So the enabling legislation that created Lone Star exempted them from any conflicts of interest laws. In 2015, that was changed. So we've taken baby steps along the way to change Lone Star into a more representative board, but it hasn't been easy. Um, I think bureaucrats like their power. Nah, I don't <laughs> see that happening. Shocking. I know that is shocking. <laughs> so, uh, as a result, so uh, I guess chicken egg. What came first? So, uh, once the bill was passed, is that when a raw restore affordable water was was formed to help guide it to get the right people uh, running? Yes. So, so we formed uh, 
restore affordable water here in the last few months. It's a group of, of business people and community activists. And our goal is to just make the public aware that you're going to have a say here in November. Uh, there are going to be candidates announcing that they want to run for the board. We want to be able to interview these candidates and ask them questions about, do you support private property rights? Those kinds of things that are important to people in Montgomery County. And we may end up uh, advocating for a slate of candidates in the future. Now, Simon and John, uh, we've had candidates on before, like during the primaries. And like the first question we'd ask is, you know, what the heck does a county treasurer do? What's <laughs> it? Because a lot of people don't know these people are fighting for their lives. And especially if it's a, uh, a position to where, okay, you're a bookkeeper. It doesn't matter if you're pro this or that, you know, is, are you a bookkeeper? Uh, so this is going to be new territory for a lot of voters. Obviously, a lot of education has to go out as to why they should vote, why they should care, you know, what it means. So what would make a good candidate if someone's, you know, if you if you need, if you want a candidate to run for this, what qualities and qualifications would they have? Yeah, I think someone that um, is accountable to voters, um, not not special interest, and that's that's probably why we were in this mess in the first place. Um, supporting private property rights, the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District regulates groundwater in Montgomery County, Montgomery County only. Um, so they don't control what happens in Harris County or or any other counties, um, but their rules can force utilities to um, increase their rates and that's really what's happened um so um asking someone uh, that's going to sit on the lone star board you know how do you understand water how do you understand private property rights um we can't we can't have people that sit on this board supporting for example the Sanders center river authorities mandatory conversion plan we think that's a taking to private property okay can you explain that a bit a little bit what that is yeah, so um, the reason people's rates have doubled in Montgomery County, Lone Star passed rules um, that required utilities essentially to sign a contract with the San Jacinto River Authority. Um, and so over 200 utilities signed this contract. Most of us get no, no benefit from, from the uh, San Jacinto River Authority, yet we have to basically tax our end user collect the money, and give it to the San Jacinto River Authority. So it's like a pass-through. You're raising the rates, but you're not. Is that like taxation without representation? Yeah, exactly. But on November yes. 6th, I'll change. And one of the qualities we're looking for for folks that want to serve on the uh, the newly elected body of the Lone Star would be folks that want to manage in a fiscally sane and responsible way. They are managing the taxpayer dollars. Their salaries are paid with taxpayer dollars, with your dollars here in Montgomery Oh, so this County. is a full-time position? So the, the board members themselves um, are essentially volunteer positions, but they have a full-time staff that works for the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District. Those are full-time staff that are very well paid. And if you look through their uh, their spending reports, we had the file, you know, information requests to get. Um, you know, these guys are spending money like a drunk kid on spring break. I mean, it's, it's a lot of money. Well, it's a lot, money. Money. It's right? a lot of money, and yeah. it's not being spent in a very uh, fiscally conservative or sound way. And so that's also one thing we'll be definitely focusing on. So how many seats are on the board, and how many are up for grabs come November? So all seven Lone Star seats are up for grabs. Oh, all seven? The whole board. Oh, okay. There's nine members now, so that will go to a seven-member board. So all seven will be elected in November. Awesome. 
Now, um, what what relationship does this have with the SJRA in the sense of we're talking about affordable water? How can this newly appointed board really change the affordable part of our bill? Yes. Because I feel like, like raining in I know SJRA? like when my parents came up here, they had the same issue what you just said. They were getting taxed without using the benefit of one of the utilities because I think in their local area. They live over back in 2054, and it's like I think Entergy actually manages their water, okay. and uh, it was something more along the lines of, "Well, we just get we get we pay three times basically for water." Right, right. And so, what what can the groundwater control people do about actually changing the dollar sign of what my parents pay? Sure. So this would not have happened what i say this this mandatory groundwater conversion we would all not be paying the san Jacinto river authority millions of dollars a year if it were not for lone star so lone star passed rules that forced utilities to basically put a pass-through fee on oh, yeah, customers we, bills so they can actually do a new rule saying we don't have to do that so this is a double-edged sword you know you have to change both entities you have to change the rules on both entities, and this is the first step. Changing the Lone Star Board is the first step. You have to remove the rules that require utilities to go to the River Authority first. And so this this is a double-edged sword. This okay. is in, this is going to shape up to be a, a battle. Well, we I had think. a we have a guy named Bob Daly who comes in on Fridays and does uh, gardening talk. Mm -hmm. He's a big water guy. It's really interesting to hear him talk about how to conserve water and how important in the future of Texas, really, what Montgomery County is, because we have a good, we're in a good spot in the sense of That's collecting right. water and distributing water. We have the system in place. So I didn't, I mean, like, if we're talking, you know, Mad Max dystopia world, we're going to be okay over here. And because we're going to have plenty of water, depending on if it, you know. What's with you and Jason in the Mad Max scenario? Well, because that's their lack of water. Yeah, but okay. That makes, that. that makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes I'm, sense. Right. It's just, it's like the third time this week we, we've gone to, to Mad Max. What other kind of dystopian futures do you make comparisons to? What other movies that people get it? Well, Walking Dead. But they don't, have a, they don't have a water problem. Well, not for water necessarily. But no, I, I, I get it. I thought it was gas that was the Mad Max problem. Well, they also have a water problem. Uh, gas and water? Have you not seen That's the movie? Bad. So the, the first <laughs> the question movies? we asked, <laughs> no, after, after the first one I stopped. No, the Road Warrior. I saw Road Warrior. So the question is, uh, when when we first started, Dick was wondering, um, can people collect water? I don't know if you even know the answer to this, but let's just do a quick trivia question. Sure, absolutely. They can uh, rain harvest for sure. Is that what that's called? Yeah, and it's it's you know water is um, relatively speaking. I know people in Montgomery County may not uh, feel this, but relatively speaking, it's cheap. It's doubled in the last few years, but it's still cheap. So it's not as advantageous here to rain harvest as it is in other places. You see a lot of it in Austin. Um, but we don't, we don't want those rates coming to Montgomery County. We don't have the problems they have in California or Austin. You're right. We are a water-rich part of the state. I've said this a lot. We have 180 million acre-feet of groundwater underneath Montgomery County. How much water is that? It's all the surface water lakes in Texas combined multiplied times five. And that's what's sitting underneath us. And right so, here in Montgomery County? Right here in Montgomery County. A lot of water. Why would you tell people that? We're going to start drilling now. <laughs> it's, it, we're lucky. It's very easy to get water here. 
it doesn't mean that we should manage it and it doesn't, doesn't mean we shouldn't conserve water, but let's not fall for the, the story that the sky is falling and we're going to run out of water and we have to all run to the San Jacinto River Authority. There's a government answer kind of scenario. That's really not what's going on in Montgomery County. Because I know this is a hot topic button and we got to be closing down the interview here, but the last thing I got a question for is like, let's look, look at a Harvey thing. That's the SJRA doing the dam control and everything. And then with the water afterwards, the ground control pretty much has a full, t- full tank after something like that, right? Not from an aquifer standpoint, certainly from the lake, for sure. Okay. Um, you know, aquifers take a long time to recharge. So um, you may be drinking water that was rained 200 years ago from the aquifer. So it, it takes a while. Okay. See, I didn't, I mean, I don't really know like, how like science works. Scotch. <laughs> so if people want to find out more about restore affordable water or, you know, maybe if they want to say they want to run, I mean, Dick, you want to throw your hat in the ring there? Oh, no. They don't pay. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I mean, I like water. I use it. I may as well control the cost of it. So if someone like me wanted to, uh, like, find out more and decide if they want to run, how can they best get in touch with you? You can do that by visiting our website, restoreaffordablewater.com. I'll say that one more time, restoreaffordablewater.com. And on the website, you can sign up for updates. You can contact us and say you're interested in running for the board. Uh, you can invite us to come speak to one of your civic or political groups to come speak about restore affordable water and what we're trying to do. And uh, last but not least, on our website, you can turn in your personal story about how your water rates here in Montgomery, Montgomery County have affected you and your family. Uh, for an example, we got a story recently from Sandra. Uh, Sandra and her husband are raising their grandchildren on one income. Her husband's on disability, and she's the only one that works. And their water bill has jumped from $60 to about $150 per month. That's from Sandra right here in this community in Montgomery County. That's on a limited income, trying to support her family, support her grandkids on one income. And now she's having to choose between paying her water bill and maybe going to the grocery or paying her AC bill. It, it, this is why we're fighting. This is why we're doing this. It's for people like Sandra that are struggling to make their, make their ends meet every single day. And there should not be an unaccountable you know, quasi-government agency that is jacking up her tax rates without her having a say in the fight. That's a great point. And we, you know, cracking our jokes about Mad Max and California water harvesting. But this is a serious issue, and uh, it does affect people's wallets right away. Because when, when something literally doubles, when gas prices go up so much that you double, it jacks up the entire budget there. So, restoreaffordablewater.com. Been talking to Simon and John from it, from Raw. Go check them out and be ready to vote for affordable water in November. We'll be back after this break. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order.
Welcome back, Morning's Lone Star. Brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. It's 10 a.m. We're at the halfway point for today's show. Special thanks for Affordable Water. Is that the, like, what, what is our go-to name, Sean? Well, it's for RestoreAffordableWater.com. Okay, there we go. And so it's RAW, which is a great acronym. Uh, so we had Simon and John. Yeah, we got raw today. Yeah, they were raw. The raw deal. But here's the thing about this: uh, what they pointed off, uh, pointed out off the air. This is not a you know so party thing. What this I is should, for people want people. Well, water. which I should have when they asked like, "Oh, would you run?" When you said that to mm-hmm. me, I should ask, "Would they accept me with my I- iPad robot?" Oh, the the segue with the segue iPod? with the iPad. Yeah. Could I be represented with that so I don't have to actually go anywhere with two of the things? There you go, because from what I'm hearing, that's kind of like what the existing board has been. <laughs> so come November, if you want affordable water, check out RestoreAffordableWater.com. Give them a call if you want to run for the board. There are seven board positions opening up on the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District. Do you think any of the old board members are going to be running? Well, here's the thing. If they want to maintain their jobs, they should. But, but it's a volunteer job. So I mean, like, But it's also power thing. Where are the kickbacks? That's what we should have asked, well, asked the real questions. There, there could easily be some. And that's the thing. It's a power thing. So if you have the job, you want to keep it. Nothing nothing helps more than competition, healthy competition. We we went to the moon because of the space race. We, you know, it's always competition that helps us out. So if there's well, an issue with the water. of the of competition, we Did we have, actually go to the moon? I thought we don't. Was... We know we have Jake in the in the studio. Yes, we do. Um, Shut up. Move on. Don't forget, we do have the folks from I Go Pink Breast Cancer Charities of America coming in later too. But right now, we got Jake from Sports Talk, Welcome, which Jake. will be on What's at up? one o'clock today. Yeah, and uh, excited about that. A lot of sports things, especially March Madness. Oh well, I mean, yeah, so we got to update my bracket. That's going to be one one okay. full segment. How do you do? Oh god. Or should we wait till the show? No, no, no. I, you know, <laughs> you guys can find out. This has literally been the worst year I've ever had. But we, and I knew it was going to be one of those cock. Years because years. Because of how just that's a know. skippy word. Well played, sir. Cockamamie, yeah, I love yeah. that word. It's, it's always in my arsenal. But yeah, no, no, I, I I bombed this year. So I'd be curious. I haven't seen my uh radio show bracket. I had my own personal one, but I didn't actually do it. You know, I didn't I, I did them at two separate times, so they weren't the same bracket. So I'll be curious to see how this this work one ended up. Next year, since I have literally no idea who's playing well, what, you know, I'm just gonna fill your, out the bracket. Next bracket could be the World Cup. Yeah, there we go. There that we go. Coming up. Well, I'm kind of vested in the World Cup with basketball. I, I literally, I cannot name you a single college basketball well, player. Well, it's really funny because with all this FBI stuff, like if one of the three teams in the Final Four, being Michigan, Villanova, or Kansas, wins this, this championship will be null and void, and it'll be taken away in about two to three years once the FBI comes out with, "Hey, okay, everybody was cheating. Every championship from year X to year Y is null and void now, unless." The one Cinderella and the the heartwarming story of Loyola Chicago, with Sister Jean leading the uh, leading the front there. If they win this tournament, now their that'll their championship will stand for sure. So, you don't like Sister Jean and, and Loyola Chicago? I have Chicago? no idea. I have no? no idea. I watched like two games and then I got tired. She's she's got bobbleheads, man. Like that's how awesome she's a ninety eight. Anyone can nun. have a bobblehead. Yeah, but she's a ninety eight year old nun. And she, yeah, she's she's the darling of this tournament. No, no, man, you people. I, 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 well, like I said, I've only I'll be on Team Jake for this just because he knows more than you. She's on you, the news. Yeah. <laughs> but more importantly, we got Astros in two That's days. Right. Or not even two days, tomorrow. We got Astros tomorrow. Uh, a home what? opener. 
Uh, already? It's actually a season game, or is it? No, no, it's a, it's a regular season game. It's not a home opener. Sorry, it's a season opener, and it, they're playing in Arlington at uh, 2.30, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, the season opener is tomorrow, so uh, got to defend the title. Bring it back to Houston. Yeah, that would be awesome to win two two in a row. Well, but we, has that ever happened before? Oh yeah, plenty of times. Okay, plenty of times. Two in a row? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go look at the Yankees of the. Okay, the, well yeah. that, that makes sense. What about? I wonder what the record is like three or four or something. Oh goodness, I don't know. I don't know what. The, I don't even know what year because this, how Super is this Bowl is always post PEDs. Uh, well, huh. actually, I think during the PED era, I don't think there were any repeats. I think the last repeat would have been. Pre-PD era would have been the the like Yankee, Mantle? Yankees of the early nineties. Oh, okay. So, so post Mickey Mantle then. Post Mickey Mantle, but pre. What PED. year? The, you know how the Super Bowl always said Super Bowl Fifty Two. You know, L I I. Ah, they don't do that. Uh, we're, we're do on, we didn't even know how many? We're on World Series number three hundred and twelve. Uh, no, like no, that. no. We're gotta be. Uh, well, MLB is only. Oh God, modern. Because then they got to break it up. Because you have the MLB. For this long span, but prior to the MLB, you you had a different organization running it all together, and that was your original, you know, back when it was not the Boston Red Sox, it was the you know, and it wasn't the the Brooklyn Yan- you know Yankees, it was the Brooklyn Dodgers. You know what I mean? You had all these different teams, and and it was, but once they came into they came into the baseball era, and now they have now we're in the live baseball era. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's different rules. It's it's you know transformed so much over the years. They they consider it a whole new era altogether. So. Okay. By the way, for those listeners like me who who aren't into sports, when Jake says MLB, that means Major League <laughs> Major baseball. League Baseball. Yes, I got to forget my audience here is not all sports nerds like me, <laughs> but no, I, I'm I'm super excited for the Astros to have the opportunity to uh, get back at it. I'm still furious about the fact that, in my belief, I, I love what what Major League Baseball did this year, and they had they have every team playing on opening day, and I love that fact about it. But I think as as the reigning champion, you should open up your season the night before everybody else, and you should be the only game playing, and you should be the you should be playing at home. Especially when you lose, you should be playing at home. That's I, that's the greatest moment. You taste those salt tears. You're like, oh, this. Okay, so baseball commissioner Rob Manford. Rob Manford. I didn't know you were looking for a question. <laughs> yeah, Rob Manford. Oh, I'm, uh, listen to Jake there. Change the rules. Well, and... I, I mean, I I like the fact that we're we've got all 32 teams going. But um, yeah, we're I'm, you know I just wish that the Astros had their their own stage. As far as you know, having the banners being hosted out, we have to wait until Monday now to have the to have our banners raised as World Series champions. Mm-hmm. They're not getting their rings until Tuesday. And to me, the the whole point of being a champion is that you you it's your year, you, your year to defend your title. You know, and that's I, a good point. I think you should have the uh, the right to go and, and defend it that way. So, and then obviously we got draft talk, but we also got some uh, uh, we also got some golf coming up and other sports. This is a heck of a lot more in sports than there is in the real news headlines. Today. Well, we, I'll we, tell you that we got Masters coming up soon. Are y'all golf? Y'all aren't golf. No. no, yeah, we're totally golf people. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Tiger Woods? No, not hopping on that van wagon. No, fun stuff. Fun stuff. I think right now I'm I'm enjoying some hockey. And then because they're leading up to the playoffs. That's right. We're down to the last five or six games, depending on you know where you're at. And the World Cup's coming. I'm really excited about what, that. We got what, we got what a month and a couple of days until yeah. the World Cup first. first my, kick. W- one thing my prediction is there's gonna be a lot of racists in Russia. That's my prediction. Racists well, in yeah, Russia. It's really bad over there. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Well, what about all these Russian bots? Like, is that going to come into play during this World Cup? You, you think that's going to... You know what's funny? I had this... Well, I watched... That, we were talking about that Icarus mm-hmm. documentary where Putin... Or basically Russia had a statewide, you know, thing for PEDs. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder how PED upset... PED is sports talk for performance-enhancing drugs. Drug. So I wonder how upset Putin is because he doesn't understand soccer has 11 people on the field, not just one. <laughs> so it's like, oh, we, we injected them with all this stuff. Why aren't they winning? And, like, they really aren't. They're not very good. And so it's going to be really funny. The one guy who's going to tank his way across the field back and forth. They're like, that can't happen in soccer, unfortunately. If I were him, I'd be mad that my name was Putin, that I went by Putin. <laughs> like, just that, that name. Just is, in general? Just in general. I'd be upset and furious at life. And maybe really? that's Maybe that's why Putin... Like just it's, well, I don't think they pronounce it that way. I bet they have some Russian cool way to do it. Well, they also don't call it Putin. Is that how Russian people sound? <laughs> but no, the World Cup's gonna be a lot of fun because there's a lot of controversy, and I love it. I just yeah, love... you were talking about like the uh, FIFA is right now telling people to avoid a... or to negate child uh, uh, like labor laws, right? I think it's 2026. They're doing the bids for. Uh huh. And, and they're telling you Morocco, can... Morocco and the United States, because the United States made a bid, joint bid with Canada and Mexico. Yeah, it's a North American bid. It's a North right? American mm. bid. And then right now up for grabs is the USA or Morocco. And Morocco literally released a campaign saying we have better gun control and gun safety, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny. But uh, but it, but the outside that, yeah, we were talking. I don't know if you saw this, the sanctions, the FIFA requiring the hosting city to do to host it no i didn't what, what did well there's like the they give you a gist of it it's like all basically all taxes are nulled so they don't have to pay any taxes and all labor laws are nulled depending on what they want so wherever yeah hmm. so all that stuff because we know we talked a little bit about yeah. you know like in brazil they changed the law where you yeah. couldn't drink in the stadium and then qatar is the same thing yeah that's what's really crazy to me i think it's i think it's not it's not pronoun- it's not cutter. yeah it's pronounced cutter sorry but it should uh, be qatar it sounds better Hi, I'm from Cooter. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you come from the backwoods of Texas. Pay <laughs> your shit. I'm Cooter. I'm Cooter John. But I'm amazed that they get they allowed them to do alcohol and stuff there. But uh, so uh, I mean, I guess on the global soccer world news, I mean, you had Messi score his hundredth goal, only the second player to ever do that in uh, UEFA competition. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Ibrahimovic. That's really not that big of a deal. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. He's only the second player to ever do it. I mean, but uh, UEFA's only been around for like twenty years. Yeah, but still, I mean, so not big, I mean, like, really, it's the first. He's the first one, so it's like it's incredible, nonetheless. His other stats are more incredible, in my opinion. I know, but that's still incredible, nonetheless. And then you got Ivar Ivarimovic. Uh, this guy coming all right, to America. So this Swedish guy is like seven foot, whatever. People he call him the lion. You know man. what he did? What did he, he do? He put an ad in the paper at the LA because he's going to LA Galaxy, and it says. Hey, Galaxy, you're welcome. <laughs> or, hey, hey, Los Angeles, you're welcome. It's just one big white piece of paper. But look. And it says, you're welcome. But, I think that's hilarious. But look, for soccer in America, he's not going to be a fan. Or Older folk of Skippy's era are not going to be a fan of this man. No offense but taken. But the youth here in America is going oh, to he's, love He's probably him. one of my favorite soccer players he's just because of his attitude. Him. Yeah, because he, he, he's got this arrogance, this cockiness to him, and, and, and that's – that can be annoying or whatnot, but the, it was, but the what, youth loves it. Well, what's great is his first name is Zoltan. So it's like there was an interview with them. What is he, a Bond villain? Oh, no, no, really. Like there's was interview, there interviews with them where they're asking, like, how are you going to do this? How, how are you going to achieve all this And you know, with Sweden, blah, blah, blah? He's like, I am Zoltan. <laughs> That's how he is. What do you mean? How can I am Zoltan. And uh, no, I really liked I really. 
<laughs> You're welcome, Los Angeles. I think this could be a cool thing for for youth soccer, though. I think a lot of kids can look up to him. Uh, you get a lot of for for ego, yeah, totally. Well, yeah, because little monsters. Get, well, yes, but you get a lot of athletes that are young and they look up to these, uh, you know, Odell Beckham Juniors that have personalities and characters outside of the you know outside yeah. of the box and. And they fall in love with the sport because of those players. And so I think a, a character like he The only issue, he's a little old. He's like 35, which is pretty old for soccer. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, but. No, for you know, soccer. It's shoot like, him down like a take horse. Take him out back yeah. like old Yeller. Put him down like a horsey. <laughs> but, you know, I really enjoyed that when I saw that ad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this guy's great. He's great. He's I, I love it. I'm excited for, for American he, soccer to get something He's like probably that. like the best player from Sweden. They have statues of him. So, of course, his ego is going to be big. And. I hope that they have like a statue unveiling for the LA Galaxy for him on his opening night. Like I hope they just go ahead and build him a statue down. No. No. <laughs> so real quick as we go to break, you know, we have a special listener who's been pelting us with questions today. Yeah. And I just figured we could quickly answer those questions as we go to break. So this is for you. You know who you are. Yes, we will. Maybe you have no proof of that. And only once and I didn't enjoy it. All right, Morning's Lone Star on Facebook. Send those questions, and we'll answer them anonymously. But uh, we got special guests coming up. We got the Breast Cancer Charities of America, I Go Pink, coming into the studio. So stick around for that right after this short sponsored break. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We are Montgomery County's morning radio show. We'll be right back. Do you want to know what's going on in Conroe? Tune in to Keeping Up with Conroe. Keeping Up with Conroe will highlight upcoming events and local businesses in the area. Keeping Up with Conroe will air the second Tuesday of every month at 11 a.m. and will be hosted by the Conroe CVB staff. Keeping Up with Conroe will highlight Conroe's amazing attractions for residents and visitors. So tune in to Keeping Up with Conroe and join the staff of the Conroe CVB every month on Lone Star Community Radio. For more information about Keeping Up with Conroe and the Conroe CVB, go to visitconroe.com. Hey, welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. It's already quarter past 10 on the 28th. Uh, is it raining? No, it looks like it's going to rain any second now. And it's going to continue for the next, what, 24 hours or so? Skippy's kind of a little scared about this. I, I tend to PTSD well, out when the well, heavy they, rains come. They're saying that it's supposed to be like street flooding. Yay. That's how heavy the rain's supposed okay, to be. Okay, so the guys working on my house, just do me a favor. Open the front door, open the back door, open the closet. You'll find the squeegees in there. Just squeegee <laughs> it through as it comes in. And we'll be good. Save us, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so we are Morning's Lone Star Dick and Skippy. That strange voice you heard was Jake from Sports Talk. He's sitting in. Hola. Uh, hola. Como esta? Bien, gracias. Oh, muy oh, bien. Oh. All right. Let's move on. We got uh, special guests, guys. We got special guests let's here. Let's not waste their time. All right. Uh, so we have Alex Josie. She's the Director of Programs and Operations for the Breast Cancer Charities of America. Hey, Alex, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you for gracing us with your presence today in the oh, studio. Oh, no, thank you for having us. I got to look at Dick all day, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's good to have someone else to look at. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> in the courier, you're going to get that, yeah. that full page ad Hey, out. Sean, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Dick. <laughs> I am so going to pay money for that issue then. So what brings you to our studios today? Yeah, um, we just kind of want to talk about and give a shout out to Newfield. Um, they're a big company here in the United States, but they have a local 
office in the Woodlands, and we just got a huge grant from them. Woo! Um, yeah, so they do- donated, um, granted us $15,000 for regional program services that we offer um, to breast cancer patients and their families here in the greater Houston area. That's awesome. So talk to me about Breast Cancer Charities of America, because we have, you know, American mm-hmm. Cancer uh, as Society <laughs> and this and that. What, um, is obviously... There a, is there a ribbon? It, a pink ribbon. Yeah. Oh, that, all, that's all universal? Breast. Is that yeah. Universal? Yeah. Yeah. universal? All right, got it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so uh, talk about the actual uh, charities, Breast Cancer Charities of America. It was established, obviously, to for, primarily for breast cancer. Right. Is it to promote awareness, or is there cures being worked on? I mean, science... Uh, yeah. So um, we are a um, national nonprofit, but we're headquartered in the Woodlands. Um, We don't do research. We serve the human side of breast cancer. So financial assistance for living expenses while ladies might be going through treatment. Um, We do beauty bags filled with makeup and scarves and things like that that we send out. Um, Our huge thing is education on prevention. So how to prevent breast cancer and if diagnosed, you know, things to do to survive breast cancer. Um, here locally, we have a, um, we were helping with Harvey. So breast cancer patients that were directly affected by Hurricane Harvey. Um, we helped with living expenses, repairs, medical expenses, anything to help them get through. And right now we have our scholarship open, which is huge because Newfield just donated that $15,000 and um we have that scholarship that closes on April 30th for anybody, a student in the greater Houston area who is currently in college or maybe going off to college in Texas and their caregiver has been affected by breast cancer. So they can apply for our scholarship. Um, we give out one $10,000 scholarship. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And how long has that been going on? Um, we have been doing that here. I know for sure for the past five years. In the past, it's only been, we've done 10 $1,000 scholarships. This year, we're doing one ten thousand dollar scholarship so we're kind of upping the ante a little nice bit. <laughs> it's kind of hardcore there so yeah. breast cancer charities of america definitely putting their money where their mouth is on this one <laughs> so if, if i'm a student where do i go and apply for that scholarship or how do i go through that process right so you would just go to our website www.igopink.org and there is a local houston program services page and you'll find our scholarship application right there okay yeah uh, as far as like the prevention side and the education side, uh-huh. can you go into elaboration? Like, how, how do you actually? I mean, do you go door to door or are you holding <laughs> seminars or classes? Yeah, I'm walking door to door with my pamphlets, hanging hey. them out. That's what I do in my heels all day. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we have so we have a great thing. It's all online. So we've created presentations, um, literature pieces. We have videos from survivors and current cancer patients, doctors, everything. And it's all on our portal that you just sign up for. It's free and you have access to everything. So if you're hosting a support group or say something at school or, um, you know, Sam Houston State, say their health facility wants to host something, Mm -hmm. they can use all that. They can use our presentations, our materials and share all the information, anything from, you know, signs and symptoms of breast cancer to what to do if you are, um, if you are diagnosed with breast cancer and we even have things like one of our uh, patients that we work with. Well, she's a survivor now. She did Zumba the whole time she was going through cancer treatment. And she says Zumba and exercise is what helped me survive cancer. Um, so she has a video that she did Zumba for breast cancer patients for us. So um, things that you can look at like that from all aspects of breast cancer. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So let's talk some of the numbers here because I, I, I think what I what we hear a lot is like uh, one in ten women or one in mm. five or something. Or what, what are the statistics on that? How many uh, right. women are affected? 
Right. Um, I believe it's one in eight. One in eight right now are affected by breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is so much you can do to lower your risk. Diet, exercise. People don't realize that that is, I mean, obviously it's a huge part to your health, but it is a huge part to um, breast cancer reduction. Also, vitamin D is a huge cancer preventative. So make sure you're high on vitamin D and at your levels. Okay, and- for me, that'd be Geritol. For the younger people, <laughs> who how would they get vitamin D? Supplements, sun, pills, there's lots pills. of foods. Is that, is that, I doubt that's the sunlight one, right? No, that's okay. vitamin C. Okay. No, vitamin no. D is the sun. Is it the sun? Oh, yes. you were right. You're smart. Vitamin I was right? C- <laughs> Dude. Oh, vitamin C is oranges. Oranges. Yes, oranges. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Medical professionals Skippy and Jake will be talking more about how to extend your life later on Mornings with Lone Star. Uh, but here's a surprising number. It's, it's you know, we got the pink ribbon and mm-hmm. we hear the statistics of one in eight women. But breast cancer can affect, can affect men too, right? right? Yes, um, we do. We actually serve, you know, we are not um, restricted to only serving women with breast cancer. We serve men. We have men with breast cancer provide for a financial assistance program. Um, we've helped them out with bills and stuff. They use our education materials and it's, it's crazy. When I first started getting into this business, it was crazy because you don't hear it. It's not, it's not out there. Men with breast cancer, but really a good portion of men do get breast cancer. Got a question from a listener, uh, who, uh, unfortunately lost a mother to breast cancer, uh, 50 years ago. And so this listener is now wondering, uh, even after what's the survival rate nowadays, uh, the, mother had a double mastectomy right but still passed so. right the survival rate i don't know the exact percentage i don't mm-hmm. want to throw out a number and be wrong um but it is a lot higher it's gotten better and actually what's shocking to us in the office is we see a lot more women who are younger now with breast cancer um so in their late 30s early 40s is a lot of the mm-hmm. outreach we wow. get um could this be like environmental changes possibly? i'm sure i i uh, i'm don't do research. Gotcha, right. <laughs> I just... We'll, we'll, get, we'll stick Jake on that. Jake, go find out why. Okay. <laughs> I'm on right. it. Yeah, thank you. No, we're sure. We're, um, but I'm also... I think the higher survival rates is these ladies are younger. It's not happening in their late 70s where it's kind of harder to fight any disease um, at that age. So, yeah. So it's very important then to make, uh, make sure that organizations such as Breast Cancer Charities of America... And, and the research organizations that, you know, this is ongoing. We'd, we'd love for this to, right. to go away for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but give us the website again. Right. So it's www.igopink.org. Igopink.org. Is there a phone number too? Or just they can find that on yeah, the website? Yeah, uh, you can find it on the website or um, we're 936-231-8460. With the men's side of it, and I don't want to go back and just focus on that, but the... Right at-home testing for women is that is that something that's similar for men that men can do because i know there's there's certain things that women do for at-home testing and stuff Mm -hmm. on their own uh is it similar for men right so uh, i believe men also find lumps um through whatever testing if they're doing self-exams they can find lumps i think that's how they mainly find them um yeah because your typical man just does not go in for a mammogram right right no and they don't go to a well woman exam either where they get tested by a doctor mm-hmm. um so it would be um a self-exam is generally men um men's risk increases so it's usually in the older age of okay. men so I believe it's after 65 oh, is no, when Skippy. it's higher. I got a couple years left. Don't worry. I'm good. I'm cool. Um, where it's higher, but it can happen younger. Yeah. Um, but it is higher in the older um, generation of men. Okay. 
Well, cool. That's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all looked back at Skippy. Yeah, on. okay. So Skippy will come up with the next question here. Uh, so great news on the grant from Newfield, and, right. and we'll be we'll be talking about them and putting on the website. Mm -hmm. But does I Go Pink or Breast Cancer Charities of America, do they have any uh, other events that happen throughout the year people can get ready for? Of course. Um, as always, um, we have our Wine, Women, and Shoes, September 6th. That is our gala. It, yes. It's just because it's women in shoes doesn't mean um, we always like having our men. We have a huge silent live auction, wine, um, lots of wine. Awesome. <laughs> well, Jay, if Jake, Dick, and I will put ourselves up if you want like a bachelor auction. I, I think we could we could bring in some pennies. I'm on this definitely one. I'm definitely going for the highest price. We are it. looking for shoe guys. Um, the there, so we have volunteers that are shoe guys that walk around and kind of smooth on the women and um we're in they talk to them they show them around show them what's going on and also they can fundraise for us so it's a competition with our shoe guys whoever run, raises the most funds is king of soul then you get a prize oh nice yeah jake let's be I'll a couple take, of shoe guys i'll right? take you on there okay we're, we're highly competitive different so generations of smoozing let's see which <laughs> one works better well if i'm a shoe guy i get to wear like spats and stuff <laughs> I don't even know what a spat is. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay, moving on. So you've been listening to Big Skippy Jake and Alex here. Alex is Director of Programs and Operations for Breast Cancer Charities of America. They are celebrating Newfield, the local company. Just gave them 15 Gs, and 10 of those Gs are going to go to a lucky scholarship recipient. Find out more at igopink.org. We'll be back. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. We are the morning radio show on your community radio station. We're going to be closing up today's show at 11 o'clock. Full lineup today, IRLoneStar.com. We do have special guest Jake from Source Talk, who shows out at 1 o'clock covering all things sports. 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 Jake talks right. sports. All right. Cool. Uh, Nowhere to go with that one, I yeah, know. I'm I not know. as brainless as, as that comment makes You know what's nah. funny? I was thinking about when we were, before we had the Breast Cancer Charities America, and you are talking about the NCAA uh, FBI, FBI stuff, and I completely forgot about that investigation. So what you were talking about is schools were paying through Nike well, and no, other sponsored yeah, so, things. So that, that's, one, that's one aspect of it, and they were using— They were paying students? Yeah, they were paying to come, ath or they athletes to come to their school. But the problem the, where that storyline got meshed up and, and messed up and everything is not just the paying of the players, but also it was the pre-sort of aligning of students with agents as well. So the agents were working with Nike to basically coerce these kids to go to one college or another, and they were working with the coaches as well. And then when they got out of college, they were going to go sign with 
that agent. Or, uh, and, okay. and then ultimately with Nike. So the way it works, or way so that works, they're, they're basically working the system to where they if I'm an agent, I get guaranteed. I almost get a guaranteed client. Client and Nike gets a guaranteed, you know, short of shoe yeah. deal with that, and then the players get paid, but they don't get paid what, unless they agree to those. Do you think the NBA is going to have teams allowed to have like all sponsor deals? Because I know mean? like the jerseys are jerseys all one brand. Yeah, that was, well. Um, because like in soccer, for example, it depends on the team. It depends. It, so like, it, will NBA let each team individually kind yeah. of choose? And they, they do that now. And they, can they, they do shoes? Uh, yeah, but that usually how that works out is the uh, shoe companies have independent deals with each. Well, that's what this player. is about. Well, yeah, but it's fine if you make that contract deal if in when you're already in the NBA. But the problem is when you're doing it prior to going into college, and you're being you're being basically paid to go to this college, and then pre-signing when you're not allowed to sign a contract and a deal with a shoe company and an agent. And th- and that's where that comes into play. Now that again is only one aspect of this entire investigation. Now there's there's other aspects of it where it's not through agents or Nike, it's just directly school paying players. Mm-hmm. And so you've got that whole aspect of it. And and so the FBI has, you know, been hush-hush about this entire situation. They haven't said a single thing and a lot of this is speculation and, and what um again and I, I think I said this 2 weeks ago, it's you know, ESPN got word of a report, and they went, you know, and they reported it. They went out with it, and a lot of these other sporting agencies or news agencies have come back and said, no, you know, what, what, our, what our research has found is this. And, you know, so there's a lot of discrepancies there in, in that. But it's really interesting just to see where this all ends up as far as what happens from the NBA standpoint that they've now come out and said, hey, we want to have a new uh, – coming out of high school rule and how long you have to be in in the NCAA and play in college, which right now it looks like the per- a year right, right now. now yeah. You, you, you have to go play at least one year and then you can go pro. What they are proposing now is that you can either go if you're good enough and a team wants you, you can go directly from high school to the pros or you go to college and you have to serve two years. Serve. I make it seem like a, sin, a prison sentence. But yeah. it kind of is. I mean, it, it well, is at, at a certain point. In connection you don't get to paid. that kind of link thing, I, for some reason, there's a couple news about this player from Mizzou who declared his draft and he only played like seven, 60 minutes at Mizzou. Correct. And that's due to injury, though. I mean, okay. it, I mean, he got hurt, and that's the only reason why he, he played. And, and the majority of that, and it wasn't, I don't even think it was 60 minutes. I think the majority of his playing time came in the actual final game of their season. And he you know, got hurt in I uh, like second game of the year and then came back and played in the final game and, and that was it. That's all he's played. But he's a good enough talent to where if he had declared for the draft straight out of high school, a, a team would have brought him, you know, would, would have drafted him. Mm-hmm. The, the hard part with, with doing this in the NFL or uh, doing this in uh, the NBA is that there's no true minor league. When, when a player, so MLB players have the option of going straight to draft out of college or out of high school, or they have to go play for three years in college. That's the rule. And I, I like that rule the best, even more so than the two years in college. But the reason why it works for the MLB is because they have a minor league system already in place yeah. and, are, and, and already their own development. Well, there's league. just so many baseball players. Well, yeah, there's a lot of basketball players too and a lot of NFL players, but there, there's no way to develop them. And at the age of 18, you're not ready to, to go and play LeBron offensive James. line or LeBron James, you, you're not. And so it's it's something that I think, you know, if they're going to really, you know, allow kids come straight from high school to college or high school to pro, 
they're going to have to develop a, a minor league system for these other sports that that isn't the NCAA because that's all the NCAA is right now. It's a, an unpaid minor league program. So, I mean, yeah, because people don't stay there that long, and that's why the that's actually kind of why March Madness is ex- is exciting because it kind of gives you a look into how good a program is instead of an individual player. Because for well, well, I mean, for like Duke to always be a contender every year that looks at that looks at the coach yeah well Not, the program or yeah the, the program uh I, I think you can get better programs like this Loyola Chicago this Loyola Chicago has a has a good program in that they do a lot of great recruiting but they don't have necessarily the best coaching to where they're there every year yeah. and so that's that's where I I find the difference in that and so uh this Loyola Chicago team has only made the NCAA tournament now twice and both times they have made it to the NCAA Final Four. And the last time they made it, they actually won the whole tournament. So if they can go two for two, they can. What say, was that? That had to be a long time ago. Oh yeah, it was in the like seventies, I think. So it's been a, it's been a long time. They didn't have Sister Jean back then. Well, no, they probably they did. They probably did. She is ninety eight. So, but <laughs> no, I, I I love. I'm really interested to see this. Uh, you know, the findings of this report from the NCAA or from the FBI, and you know, seeing how um, well. Well, do you see a sport? In the NCAA being moved over, like you said, to the, the like a minor league system, what kind of impact will that have on NCAA? Because I mean, the major sports in the NCAA right now, money wise, is basketball and football, football. and football being the biggest. Uh, you, I mean, you can throw so, basketball in there to be nice, but it, it's well. I mean, I feel like that's why they have the three year rule is to protect the value of NCAA. It's, it protects the the teams and the excitement, and then also the talent. Well, again, th- this isn't an NCAA rule. This is those are NBA rules. And no, I, that's what I'm saying. I think that was set by them to protect their feeder. Oh that, well, yeah. Pro- I, I mean, you know, probably, and and we'll never know that. It's a win-win for both organizations. For both organizations, but and I have no problem with that system in place. I I just think you got to pay those players. I mean, basketball would be shifted immensely if they went to a three-year rule. Yeah. It'd be huge. And, and, and I, I, you know, you look and you say, oh, the NCAA tournament is exciting now. I, I, I disagree in that it's not like it wasn't exciting 20 years ago. I mean, when you had the Fab Five, that was incredible. I mean, that was watching and then all those UCLA teams. You're watching dominance and what a four-year program, what kids who stay for four full years can do, and then you can really see what a program is. Yeah. And, and not just coaching for that one year. It's a full head-to-toe program. From ads to to coaches to no why do they do basketball like that just because there's so many basketball teams why don't they do it like what like like kind of like they do they do like Big Twelve championships and yeah. stuff like that yeah they okay. have all they have they have a tournament every right before the NCAA tournament March Madness tournament they have all the conference because to get into March Madness you if have you to win, win that if you win your tournament you get an automatic entry and so there's like sixteen I think automatic entries and then from there. They have a committee that places everybody else based on what you did during the regular season. And you you get all these at-large bids and and stuff like that. And so you've got your own sort of corruption right there because a lot of these people believe that, you know, you shouldn't have the Loyola Chicago's of the world in the NCAA tournament. And to me, I I think that's wrong. I don't think you should exclude a school just because it's so small and it doesn't, you know, the uh, Dukes of the world won't play you. You might be better than Duke, but they won't play you because Duke doesn't, you know, gain anything from that. If they lose, it looks embarrassing to them. If they win, it well, yeah, you should have won. So they don't gain anything from that. And and so I, I think the size of D one basketball needs to be shrunk down and split into D one and uh, FCS and FBS is how the college football does it. 
And that's like Sam Houston is in the FCS, not the FBS. And, and whereas Alabama is FBS. Whatever so, makes the most money. Well, and it's the size of the school. It's the type of the program. Whoever makes the most money. Yeah. I mean, it's what it comes down to. I, I have mean, no t- idea what you guys are saying. <laughs> Sports! <laughs> We're sitting here with Jake from Sports Talk. He's going to be on today to go more in-depth than what we just did at 1 o'clock today, so make sure to stick around for that. We're going to take a quick sponsored break here on Mornings of Lone Star. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Hanging out in the studio right now. It's 73 degrees outside. Light rain reported throughout the county. So be careful when you make plans. Uh, we're here for another 10 minutes or so on ah. Morning's Lone Star. Brought to you by Centurion Wealth Advisors, Clean Sweep Office Clean, and, of course, Conroe Coffee. Uh, we were talking sports, so I think uh, we got all that out until Jake from Sports Talk at 1 o'clock today. So stick around for that. Get more into the what's your like if you had to do like three topics today so if you want to tease people what are you gonna be talking about so we're gonna talk baseball opening day okay and, that's right uh, predictions of conference champions and then update on the bracket situation talk about the uh, arizona loss and uh sean miller the head coach there and what his future is uh, with the fbi story looming and then uh lastly we're going to talk some nfl draft top 10 picks and what i think the texans need to do uh as far as their particular situation goes. Well, that one o'clock, guys. One o'clock. <laughs> it's not hard. Now, I was asking during the break if you guys have seen that Planned Parenthood Disney tweet. That was and... ill-advised on so many different levels. Now, did they tweet this directly at Disney? No, it was kind of like, I feel like it's one of those things where they just wanted to make, say something. Make a headline. Make a headline, in a sense. They deleted the tweet, so you have to look up if anyone took a picture of it. Uh, I'm trying to find exactly the wording, but it was pretty crazy. It was. Because at first glance, you're like, wait a second, what? And basically it was saying Disney princesses needed to blank. And they filled in like six examples of what Disney princesses needed. And one was to have an abortion. So what, what what's their goal out of this? I mean, outside of just making a headline. Well, I think what they were really doing is they were trying to, to give the duality of what we see as Disney princesses and what the real world needs. Yeah, here's the actual tweet here. It's, we need a Disney princess who's had an abortion. Now, this is all also, they didn't even capitalize Disney, so you got to take this with it. We need a Disney princess who's had an abortion. We need a Disney princess who's pro-choice. We need a Disney princess who's an undocumented immigrant. We need a Disney princess who's actually a union worker. We need a Disney princess who's trans. So what's what's weird to me about that? If you're making that argument, you'd have to take the other side too. Yeah, which my other side, uh, as far as the abortion one but goes, yeah, 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 why, yeah why that would, one that pro life too. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, might as well just do both. And why, why wouldn't you just have a Disney princess 
princess that makes the well, the right choice and and waits. What, yeah, what kind of movie would this guy be, guy? Like the union worker one? I mean, I don't really know. I don't really know. Like, what kind of movie would that be? <laughs> that was again, even if taking like Planned Parenthood out of it, because that's what the argument's well, going to be. Oh, they're evil. Like it's this, at an organization putting something like that out. What, what cartoon do you know that had a very deep political message in it? Like the only one I can think of, top of my head, is Fern Gully. That like that's mm. what the whole movie Fern was about. Fern Gully, the last rainforest. Yeah, that was like I'm trying to think of any other movie. Wizards. What's what's see, I don't know Wizards. Was Ralph Bakshi before he did the original Lord of the Rings. Oh. So it was a uh, uh, it was well, Ralph Bakshi also did the first X-rated cartoon. Must had a cartoon, great impact on the cat. No, it was actually Mark Hamill was in it. Uh, it was a cartoon about far future wars, nuclear wars devastated the planet, and magic is returned. Uh, and so what, it's like bright, like no, what? Oh, like oh, the uh, <laughs> that that Will Smith cop show. Well, I mean, like the rescuers had the kind of the animal conservation. There are messages. Yeah, but I'm trying to think, like heavily. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because every mean, cartoon has a message. Little Mermaid. Because I, cause I feel parent. like if you incorporated an abortion in a Disney movie, it wouldn't just be like, oh, this is a little side story. Like, no, it would probably. It's what Ariel's gonna go in for an abortion because. The, the 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 fish half is the top how, half. I don't know I how mean, you would, because I, I think that's when you cross the line. And Bell like, joins a union. I mean, well, it would be is, Bell. It'd be someone like you know Atlantis or something. I don't really know. Oh, the or what's her name from Princess and the Frog? But what I'm getting is that take Planned Parenthood out of it. This is just stupid. Well, there was a lot of undocumented well, immigrants in Pocahontas. It was how, all the white people that came over. There, were undocumented there immigrants. Well, no, it's even weird about Which this. If you, think, if you think about the premise of what a Disney princess is. Why would they be a union worker? They're a princess. <laughs> well, she's got a <laughs> <laughs> good point. Yeah, take that, Planned Parenthood. <laughs> I mean, usually it ties into them being a princess, right? Yeah. Like somehow, shape or form, they're the princess. But then I guess there are a couple movies. I don't really know Disney catalog that that well, but I mean, there's probably a couple where they aren't actually princess. They're just the lead character, I guess. Right. Well, there's a difference between that. That's why like Snow White and Aurora married Prince Charming to become a princess. Most of them are. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. There is a Disney prince. She doesn't count as a Disney princess because she's not an actual princess. And I'm trying to remember which one it is. Is uh, there a way this snowballs and this actually there's an actual storyboard that comes out? You know what's funny? No, it, it, no if, way. No, if, ever. If, if we're talking about Disney, it would not surprise me. I would not surprise me. They had the conversation up in the high tower and going like, hey, how could we do something? One of these things like not not specifically the union worker. Or the trans thing, but how could we? Because they've had they've had princesses, not princesses, but people in the stories, you know, dress up as another gender or another sex. They've had that before, I bet. Like just as like a ploy, like they're trying to sneak in, and so they dress up as women or dress up as men, and that's kind of like a whole movie thing that they do a lot when they're yeah, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, that would be one that comes to mind. The um... Not 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 the witch, but what do they call those uh, gypsy. gypsies? The gypsy uh, is dressed up as a man at one point. Yeah. So I know that I know that occurs, but yeah, I can just imagine the the mouse. Hey guys, I got a great idea. You know. Just... Oh, 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 oh. What happened to my brother? <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Yeah, I don't think anything. This is just an ill-advised. It could have been. I'm surprised Planned Parenthood didn't come out with. Oh, sorry, that was an unpaid intern who. Like the, uh, the Hawaii tsunami or missile warning, you know, <laughs> we fire funny. that person. We're not going to give you their name. 
Well, uh, uh, we gotta be wrapping up today's show, guys. Oh, okay. I, we're, I just we're thought that was funny. That. <laughs> yeah, we're in on that heavy note. That was uh, yeah. No, well, that's one thing I love about social media, and we always kind of go back about that: is you delete it, but people have seen it, and it's gonna be saved. Well, and, and, and that's one of those things where I swear there's somebody on a computer, or it's got 50 computers in the room, constantly taking screenshots of of things that are being tweeted. Mm-hmm. So. You know. That was just me scratching my okay. chin. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not doing a I sign. I thought it was baseball really coach it. code, you know. Skippy. Wrap, wrap it up. Skippy's special. You, know? <laughs> you betcha. Skippy's special. <laughs> just oh, wait. darn, the video cameras wait, are off. Yeah, we, we got to be closing today's show, guys. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning. We don't, I don't think we have any guests tomorrow, so it's just going to be Skippy and I. Oh, darn. If you want to be a guest, let us know. Mornings of uh, Lone Star on Facebook or call in 936-647-3776. We will, we will be posting our podcast of today's episode today on IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. That is our website for this show. And then our YouTube channel will be having our interviews uh, special thanks to our sponsors, Centurion Wealth Advisors, Conroe Coffee, and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Don't forget, Jake from Sports Talk will be on the air. Sports. Sports at 1 o'clock, live, in studio. So stick around. we got more music and all shows coming to you with Lone Star Community Radio. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted, and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.